You're listening to Following the Way, a podcast devoted to the examination of Scripture and Christ-centered practices to help us live in devotion to the way of Jesus. Hello and welcome. Trying something uh, new today uh, for this podcast. We are uh, going to not only be recording this for our Apple podcast that also is on Spotify, but right now actually um, we're going to be doing this live on our Facebook Live uh, as part of our church page. So want to uh, to welcome you, those of you that are going to uh, tune in. So if you missed part of this, uh, this will be on our uh, podcast, which uh, is under LCF Landmark on Apple Podcasts, and you can also find us on Spotify. So I wanted to do something a little bit different and talk a little bit of follow-up um, from the end of something that I said on Sunday at the end of uh, my message where we were talking about from Matthew 9, where uh, it's, it says there, it, uh, Jesus talks about praying earnestly to God uh, for the increase of his kingdom and for what God wants to do in this world. And so I want to pray, uh, talk about earnest prayer for renewal and meaning prayer that is contending for God to move. And this is coming out of, of God stirring in me a desire for renewal, a desire for formation, and a, an increase of God's presence. And, and God's been doing this in me uh, for quite uh, a bit now. But, but uh, since the increase of the pandemic and, and this crisis that, that we're going through, um, the Lord's really been speaking to me about this and, and birthing in me a holy discontent, if you will. And and one of the things that the Lord has been speaking to me about is how low the water level is, how low the water table is, using that analogy, right now when it comes to spiritual hunger in our midst. And, and we are in a very concerning state when it comes to hunger and desire for God to move. And, and it's something that God is, is continually speaking to me about. And, and, and I feel it deeply with, within my spirit. And, and it's, it's this thing of God birthing when he births in us a holy discontent for the way things are. And so I'm wrestling with this within myself. And, and there's this tension where we have to um, hold this tension between expectation and faithfulness. Now, what I mean is we need to be faithful to the Lord. And and sometimes faithfulness will call us to be faithful for a long time. But within that, I also want to hold this desire for expectation for God to move. And, and so um, I was listening to another uh, pastor talk about this, where he was talking about how you know, we can be all about expectation. And we just, we want God to move and we want revival and we want renewal. And, and yet, we can't forget that there's this call to faithfulness, being faithful to what God has called us to. But in the midst of that, we can also be faithful and have no expectation for God to move. And, and I, I want both. And, and we've got to hold that tension. And that is a tension that we have to hold. Um, but the Lord's been speaking to me about uh, preparation as well. And, and, and again, holy discontent and preparation and and contending, which I'm going to just mention in a moment. These are things that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago as elders as well when we talked about these stages of renewal and how God brings renewal in us. And so I'm, I'm 
been thinking about preparation in regards to, again, when, it, when we're talking about earnest prayer and praying for renewal, how does preparation play into this and what part does it play in? And I've been thinking about how the Word, the Word of God is the kindling that will ignite the spark of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes and when that spark of the Holy Spirit comes and we're praying for that, it's the kindling of the Word, the Word that we've been faithfully putting into ourselves, just immersing ourselves, soaking ourselves in the Word of God, just being consistent and faithful in the Word. It's that that will be the kindling that when the Holy Spirit comes, he'll spark and that will ignite the flame of renewal within us. And so that idea is something that really stirs me as well. And, and so I'm asking when it comes to preparation, how am I preparing for God to work renewal in me? What am I doing to grow formation into the way of Jesus in my life? So that, that, that there's these formations, these spiritual practices taking root in me, growing in me, that in, when it comes to the prayer, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to being in the word, when it comes to devotion, when it comes to worship, that these are things that I'm immersing myself in practices, spiritual formation that is preparing me for what God wants to do within me. And then contending for God's presence, praying earnestly, for the kingdom work of Jesus to be advancing. Again, as Jesus told us in Matthew 9, that we're praying earnestly to God, that there's a harvest out there, that there's workers needed, that we need to be contending for God to move and, and partnering with him. And there's this thing of invitation and participation. And, and prayer is the means by which we fellowship with God. And we see that throughout the word, but we where we yearn for more of his presence and power in our midst. And those are some of the questions that I'm asking myself. And I'm asking God to stoke that in me. That he would stoke this desire and this hunger for more of his presence. And more of his power in our midst. And you know, to be honest, I, I actually I don't understand how we see prayer individually. But certainly together as the church. How we would see prayer, whether it's as an individual or whether it's coming together as the church, how we would see that when we, when we read scripture and when we consider what God's word says, that we would consider that as optional or even as unimportant. Because it's one of the defining practices of the church throughout the book of Acts. When we read the book of Acts, and that's the history of the birth of the church and how God was moving, what we see in there is prayer again and again and again. And, and as the people pray, as the church came together to pray, as they, as they sought the Lord again and again and again, in response, God met his people. He directed them and he moved on their behalf. And it was in response to their desire and their hunger to pray. And they would do it together. It wasn't even done individually. I mean, it was, I'm sure. And, and we see that throughout the New Testament as well. But it was done corporately coming together. In fact, um, the Hebrides Revival, for those of you that know it, it's, it's uh, a revival that really sparks my interest. It began in, in the Hebrides region in Scotland uh, in 1949. And it began with two women, 82 and 84 years old, sensing the low water level of, uh, of spiritual hunger in, in their region. And 
And they sought and they began to pray. They began to pray earnestly. They began to pray for hours together, praying that God would move. And he did. In fact, he sent uh, a young man. I'm not, there's a lot of other details, but he sent a young man, Duncan Campbell, to come to the area. And it wasn't anything that they were doing that was, you know, particularly unique or special. They were, they prayed, they prayed and they prayed and God moved and the Holy Spirit moved powerfully. When you read the accounts of the Hebrides revival and the effect that it was having on the region, it was profound. And they said, one of the things that came out of that move of God in the Hebrides was they, they said, as it pertained to prayer, they said, those those that were that were around they said if you're really following Jesus the comment was made you'll be in the prayer meeting not just in a service because following Jesus is about communing in prayer together and and that might you know that might even that might offend us that might uh, actually sometimes rub us the wrong way because well that that how can they say that but that was the level of desperation they felt and they realized that the vehicle to uh, for this desperation the vehicle to meet God was prayer together and we see this the New Testament is saturated with prayer it is soaked in prayer just do a word study on prayer the word pray uh, praying do a word search on all those forms of prayer and you will see that throughout the New Testament it is soaked in prayer it's lives defined by prayer it's earnest, steadfast, desperate prayer for God to move, for him to work in situations, for him to move in power. I want to I just read something, a couple, I wanna, and I want to highlight two um, sections from the New Testament here uh, that sort of speak to this. Colossians 4, 2-4, it says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison. This is Paul writing that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. So there's this, this appeal he's making to the church. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in prayer. Prayer makes us watchful. God, what are you doing? God, what do you want to do? It's prayer that's the vehicle to actually make us aware of what God wants to do. We're praying for God to make us watchful. And then he says, at the same time, pray also for us, for Paul and his team, that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ. So it's praying for the gospel to go forth. It's praying for God to move in our regions, in our midst, that God would go forth and open up doors. So this is, again, this is what we do in prayer. This is how we contend in prayer for God to move. And, and Paul goes on that, that so that there would be a door open for him to preach the word on account. He says, I'm in prison because of this. And he prays that I may make it clear. And, and in Ephesians, he writes something very similar. And he talks about that he would speak the word with boldness. So he's asking them, pray for me that I would have boldness to declare the word. So it's, again, contending for boldness in ourselves on behalf of others. And then I want to I just cite something else here from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, where again, Paul's writing and he says, To this end, we always pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill 
every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power. He's saying this is what we are praying for, that all the things that we want to see fulfilled, all the good, every work of faith that we are desiring that God would do, all that, that in that, that God would make us worthy of his calling that he has on us and that he would fulfill all those things that we're looking for him to do by his power. We contend, God, would you move in power? God, would you move in this area? God, would you fulfill this word? God, would you call us to have faith for this? This is praying earnestly. He says, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul says that the things that we're looking for God to do, every good work, every move of faith and by his power, we're praying, God, would you move in power? Would you do this? Why? So that God would be glorified in us, that God's name would be glorified, that Jesus would get the glory, that any glory that we get would be in him. It says, and you in him, that our glory would be found in him. God would be glorified according to the grace of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. We're praying, God, in your grace, would you do this? But just want to make this clear and again and highlight this, that in Colossians 4 and in 2 Thessalonians 1, as Paul is writing this, saying, continue steadfastly in prayer. He's saying, to this end, we pray for you. He's saying all of this stuff, it begins with prayer. It begins with earnest, steadfast prayer. And and I would say this is what it is to contend in prayer, contending for God to move. And so this is meant to be a little bit of of just, uh, I felt like I wanted to make a comment on something I didn't spend a lot of time on on Sunday when it came to earnest prayer. But it's, it's about praying earnestly for God and his kingdom and his, the kingdom advancement of what he wants to do on this earth, but more even specifically in us and in this region and where we are, that God wants to move here amongst us. And, and that's his desire. And he's inviting us into this partnership with him in prayer. And so I want to pray that God would stir this in us, that he would be stirring in us this desire and this hunger for more of it, that we would, and we'd be putting legs to this, we'd be putting legs to this desire and that we would be making a commitment, that there'd be an inclination. We need to pray together. I've got to pray with others. I've got to be part of this, of what God wants to do in the church in these days. And so this is an invitation. Tomorrow night, we're going to pray together again on Zoom, 9 o'clock. Join us as we're, we're going to contend and we're going to, we're going to cry out for God to move. And, you know, I, I don't know where this will go. I, I don't know, but I know right now that there is this call that the Lord has on us and he's in, inviting us. Pray, pray, contend, be preparing, be stirring this inside of yourself. How do you stir it? You pray together and you pray the word and you, and you just, you look to God to move. And so I want to end by just praying, Lord Jesus, right now, Lord, as there's those that are watching this and are listening and will listen and will watch, Lord, I want to pray that wherever we are right now, that you would stir in us hunger and desire for more of your presence, more of your power, more of your work in our midst. God, that we would be stirred in the deepest parts of ourselves to be contending in prayer. Lord, to be making prayer 
uh, one of the foundational formative things in our lives, Lord, that we'd be being formed by your word and by prayer, that we'd be praying the word, that we'd be, as we're reading your word, we'd see how you're inviting us to pray this now into now, into the natural now. And so, Lord, we receive that. Lord, we ask that you'd stir us, make us thirsty. And Lord, make your living water just flow and spring up inside of us. Jesus, I thank you for what you are doing in these days and how you're using in the midst of this crisis, in the midst of this pandemic, Lord, in the, in the midst of very uncertain days, you're stirring this desire for more of you in us. And so we, we say yes to that, Lord Jesus. want to bless you as we end this podcast and as we end this video I pray that you were blessed and I pray that you were stirred and challenged and provoked when it comes to prayer in your life. So let's let's do that as we go forth together. Amen.